Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. Imagine if you can that you're very active. You're active in church. You play golf. You know, great times with your family and friends. Then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere... You're diagnosed with something, and you're told that there's basically nothing that they can do for you. Naturally, of course, hopefully, you don't listen to that. Now, let's say you get that taken care of, and eight months later, something else comes up, another battle. And, of course, you fight that. Now... The other thing is, let's say after the first thing, you compete in something and you get a trophy presented by somebody that a lot of people know. Well, on this episode of Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, I have a young lady who wrote a book called Supernatural Rescue from Broken to Beautiful. And she is going to explain to you how she went through these things. First diagnosed with a brain tumor, and then afterwards, fibromyalgia. And talking to her and seeing the stuff that she's doing today, you would not believe it. Stay tuned. The hashtag Freedom to Help Challenge is back for the holidays. Post pictures of local volunteerism with the hashtag Freedom to Help Challenge for a chance to win $1,000 for your favorite Harford or Baltimore County charity from your friends at Freedom Federal Credit Union. Welcome to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett coming to you from the Freedom Federal Credit Union studios. Each week, you'll hear interesting interviews, commentary, discussions, storytelling, and more. Here's your host, Marine Corps veteran, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and my father, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. Today, I have another special guest on, and um, her story is very interesting interesting also an inspirational speaker and i haven't read her book yet but just reading the back of it i'm already i already know i'm going to but i I, you know i want her to tell her story to everybody and we have dr linda plunkett and the name of the book is supernatural rescue from broken to beautiful and just 
well, I like self-help books and I like to read books about, you know, true stories. One of my favorites was, I don't know if you ever heard the book Tuesdays with Maury, but uh-huh. that was one of my favorite books and it helped me through a hard time when my mother was battling cancer and it actually helped her too. So I always, you know, read that. But after reading the back of your book, I'm like, okay, this is something I'm going to have to read. So anyways, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing great. I'm doing fantastic. It's, you know, like we started talking about before we started, the weather's beautiful. Uh, fall is here. I think, I think it's supposed to be here at least. Uh, it's just, we are one of those days where it gets warmer. So, um, tell it, tell me about how this book came about. I don't even want to go into the book yet, but because you went through some, I guess you could say troubling issues, correct? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of surreal because I mean, this was back in 2012 and I'm a psychologist. I have a PhD in psychology. I had a nonprofit practice and I was helping people and mm-hmm. going on mission trips. I'd been to Guatemala. I'd been to China. Wow. Uh, yeah. I did inspirational speaking and, and conducted um, seminars for people, you know, even back then. And then to suddenly get the news, you have a brain tumor in your frontal lobe. It was, it was surreal. Wow. Because, um, you know, you'd ask me a few minutes ago about why I wrote the book. This is a book I never intended to write, but after helping people for so many years, I found myself in a place that there was no one to help me. And it was a very lonely, dark time of my life. Right. So, Well, I guess it was therapy in a way. Well, and it was. And I mean, that gets into the story a little more. But um, I felt like a vegetable after the brain surgery. I felt God had left me. It was extremely traumatic. And then a few months later, a major medical clinic said to me, we can't help you. There's nothing we can do. And I thought, I cannot live like this. What? I, I'm serious. I, and if I told you the name of the clinic, I don't want to give them negative publicity. Right. I immediately know who they are. But my brain was messed up months later. I couldn't go back to work. And they said, there's nothing we can do for you. And I thought, you know, there's got to be something. I knew, you know, in my heart, you know, there's got to be something somebody can do. And yeah. so that's when the journey for me started. And when people say, what did you do? That will actually be my next book. People say, what did you do when your brain was messed up? And they said, there's nothing we can do for you. People want to know this because now I've really largely recovered. And, you know, I feel like I need to get that news out there for people. But this book truly um, was about it. It was a very dark time um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally across the board. And I didn't know how to get well. I didn't know what to do. And so it was devastating. Right. Uh, now you're cancer free now, right? Yeah. The ironic part, Rich, this was not cancer, but see, I had, a, oh. I had a tennis ball size tumor in my frontal brain lobe and I was having seizures and a seizure can kill you quicker than cancer. Yeah. So I had to immediately have the surgery where they cut me from ear to ear and it an eight hour surgery to get this tumor out of my head. I had no choice. The surgery was imminent. I had to do it or I would not live. Now, any idea what caused it? Nobody really knows now. And I don't know if you're into, you know, the spiritual, the supernatural, there's a lot of that in this book and people can say, well, I don't believe in that. All I can tell you is this happened. This is what happened to me. 
But um, I mean, my husband, his theory is something happened to me when I was in China, but nobody really knows. You know, I didn't have, and the, the weird thing is I didn't have headaches. I wasn't sick, but people started to notice there's something with her. She's, she's not right. You know, she's not making sense. Now, this is right in the middle of, you know, doing therapy with clients. And, and as far as my concern was, there was nothing wrong. I came home. My husband said, there's nothing wrong with her. But my son and a close friend noticed there was something wrong. And that's when they detected the tumor. So no, there was no physical difference. It was. It was. I, yeah, I was basically mentally not acting the same. And they said this was a form of a seizure. And that as I continued to act out in this way, uh, a seizure could kill me. And oh so God. within six weeks, I had to have brain surgery and finding a brain surgeon. That was another thing. Whoever thinks they're going to have to get a brain surgeon and that, you know, to do a surgery that they may never recover from. It, it, it was very scary. Wow. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I'm speechless because I, I always thought with tumors, you would notice something physically. No. But apparently if you had, you didn't. But what it's also scary, you say your husband and some others didn't recognize any difference. <laughs> no, she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. And I, you know, I contact my doctor. My doctor says, oh, you know, I mean, I was 59. I mean, you know, starting to get older. But, um, you know, the, even the doctor said oh, it's probably nothing, but we should have an MRI just in case. And that right. found this tennis ball sized tumor in the front of my brain. I a tennis ball is pretty big. A tennis ball is huge. But you had no headaches or nothing? I had no headaches. I had no headaches. That nothing. is weird. No yeah, no symptoms at all. But yet it was growing in the frontal lobe, causing me to have what they were considering mental seizures. And I didn't have a clue. So all right, the ones that did recognize the difference, was it as if you were like, having a stroke or something? I mean, what no, difference no. did they notice? What they noticed, you know, I went out to lunch with my son and a friend mm-hmm. who's, who's a missionary to Guatemala who was home on furlough. furlough and um, they talked to me and they said, you know, she's she's just not acting the same way. She's not responding the same way. You know, there's just something wrong. And, you know, right. since I was on the other end, I don't, I'm not even sure exactly but they could just detect there's something not right. She's not herself. So I was speaking and behaving in a way untypical of myself. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wow. You know, well, apparently God was looking out for you because somebody recognized the difference or, you know, the problem. I guess so. I guess so. And, you know, obviously, you know, God was looking out for me when a major medical clinic said, there's nothing we can do for you. And I, you know, I said, I can't live like this. Yeah. I really think it had I not had my faith and the hope of God, like my husband said, a lot of people would have just sat back and said, well, I, I might as well die, sit in my rocking chair. Not a shot. But no, you know, I've been helping people for years and traveling and doing things. And, you know, for a while, ironically, it, it almost seemed like though I was being punished. Like, what did I do wrong? Right. And then my life got worse. 
um, I started to feel better. I was reading books and I was studying what other doctors said. And eight this months, was before the surgery. No, this was after. after the surgery. Okay. Eight, I would say about eight months later, I started okay. to think maybe I'm getting a little better. You know, I'm reading books. I, I mean, I had to learn to walk. I couldn't walk. I had to learn to walk. I got my balance back. Wow. Um, um, but anyway, I wake up one morning and I have pain all over my body and I can't sleep anymore. Which oh, no. Worse than recovering from the brain surgery. And they said, you have fibromyalgia. And, you know, that was a whole nother thing because not sleeping and having pain, it made me into a really like not a nice, very, a very nice person. And I really started to dislike myself. And, you know, it's like that was another hurdle. How do I get well? And how do I get through this? So that went on for a couple years. So when the fine, the book was finally um, written, I found a medication. It was costing me $600 a month. And I was starting, but I was starting to feel well enough. And I wrote the book and then the medication stopped working. Oh, geez. So the next book I'm writing is not only how to recover mentally from, you know, a brain surgery, but how to recover from fibromyalgia. Because that so many people have fibromyalgia that I've, I've spoken to and they need clues. How do I get well? So the new book will be how to get your body healthy, your mind healthy and even your soul healthy. I have to have you back on when you write that book, when that book's published. And the reason being, I have a, a very good friend of ours. Love her. I, 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 you know, the whole family is great. And she's been suffering from this you know, fibromyalgia for a long time and just talking to her when she describes the pain that she goes through. It's and, Yeah. It's and when you and, sleep, when you don't sleep, it just changes you. I mean, honestly, it's much worse than even recovering from brain surgery when you have pain and then you can't sleep to talk. Yeah. Your body can't recover. But I'll tell you, I've learned to do things. People have said to me, oh, I could never do that. Believe me, if you're sick enough, you'll do a lot of things. Yeah. You know, changing how I exercise, changing my diet, changing a lot of things in my life that I felt previously I didn't need to change. And after the brain surgery, I weighed almost 200 pounds and my whole body was off. And so to get healthy and to get to a normal weight, I've had to do a lot of things maybe other people wouldn't do, but I can tell you, if you make changes, you can feel better. That's true. I mean, one size doesn't fit all and not all fibromyalgia may be the same, but I've learned a lot that has helped me become a much healthier person. With, with the fibromyalgia, and I don't know if you can answer this or not. I mean, I don't, I don't know your lifestyle, but if you align yourself with positive things, does that seem to help? Well, yes and no. Okay. Because okay. I'm a believer in positive thinking. And as a psychologist, I advocate, you know, positivity over negativity. Right. Having said that, when you have pain all over your body and you're not sleeping, you know, I mean, people will say think positive and you want to punch them in the nose. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's true. When it's that bad, when it's that bad. If you're having a little pain, say you're having good days and bad days, your good days, you can definitely, you know, latch on to positive thinking, you know, go for it. But when you're having day after day of pain and, and sleep problems, yeah, you know, doesn't work so well. I guess what, I guess what I meant to say with that, especially with the non-sleeping, uh, when people can't sleep, they have a tendency to turn on the TV. Which is worse. That's worse. Right. 
the blue rays from either your TV or your computer will mess with your sleep. And really? Then, oh, you don't know that? No. You do. No, I'm serious. TV and blue light from phones, computers, and TVs can mess with your sleep. So, so that's one of the things that I will be recommending in my book is to turn off your TV at a certain time based on your sleep patterns. I never knew that. You didn't. True. No, because the funny thing is, like, I mean, I, there's points where I went through anxiety and depression. And if I couldn't get to sleep, I would go in the back room where the TV is and I would turn on like the Carol Burnett show or something, something some type of comedy to get my mind off of things, but then I'll be able to fall asleep. Yeah. But did it make you sleep? Were you able to sleep? Yeah. Because a lot of people, and there again, maybe you didn't watch enough of it. Well, that's true. I didn't watch it for hours. Yeah. If you didn't watch it for hours, you're probably okay. And honestly, having anxiety, anxiety is the number one mental illness in America. More people suffer from that. And so cheering yourself up is important and being positive and not just thinking negative thoughts, but forcing yourself to think positive thoughts is part of what, you know, as a psychologist, I would recommend for someone having anxiety. Because what happens, and I had depression earlier in my life. Mm-hmm. So I understand depression. Depression and anxiety are close sisters. Yeah. And But you have to learn to become more positive and change your thinking habits same thing in anxiety to get over that and to become a happier person. Yeah. That's, I never knew that about the TV and computers. That's scary because I'm on the computer all the time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it may not bother you right now, but there again, at some point, you know, and maybe sleep isn't an issue, but sleep becomes an issue for you. That's something you definitely want to look at. Yeah. Now, Please tell me, because you're an inspirational speaker as well, right? I am. I am. Do you go around the country speaking? Well, so far, I mean, I do a lot of podcasts, radio shows. I speak oh, okay. in Florida. I'm a Floridian. And, you know, I speak in the Jacksonville area. I, I speak in the Tampa Bay area. And I'm available in other areas to speak as well. Um, I haven't been doing that yet. Um I would hope to in the future, because right now we live in a really negative world. There's a lot of negativity. And, you know, the last time I spoke, it was just like a week and a half ago. But because of COVID, I'm not, you know, things are just starting to get back on my calendar as far as live speaking. But, you know, people need to realize, hey, there's answers for your problems. There's solutions out there. You know, everything that's happening right now with the COVID. Okay, I look at it a little bit differently. This Mm -hmm. is a brain surgery. You know, for me, this is not that big of a deal. This is right. not surgery. This is not fibromyalgia. So I do look at it differently, but I believe, you know, that, hey, there's a plan. You know, I have faith and I believe there's a plan for my life. I'm not going anywhere till God says so. Right. And if I have faith, I can get rid of the fear. But so many people are living in fear right now over something that may never happen to them. And you know, you've got to believe that there is a bigger force. You can call it God. You know, I believe it's God. I'm a Christian, but Mm -hmm. a lot of other people believe, you know, they have another type of faith. But if you believe in a force higher and bigger than yourself, it gives you hope and you don't have to succumb to that fear. Yes. Yes. I agree with you a hundred percent there. What's the bird's name? Cause I do hear the bird. Yeah, I, if you want, I can go upstairs and shut the door. If he's, if oh, he's, no, no. No, no, I love no, I love the sound. 
No, um, his name is Coco, and he is a 24-year-old cockatiel. Oh. So we have a 24-year-old cockatiel, and we have a 16-year-old cat, and you may be hearing her shortly as well. 16-year-old cat? She was a rescue cat, and she was an outdoor cat, and we rescued her when she was four months old. On the fibromyalgia, how are you doing with that now, if you don't mind me asking? I'm doing great. I'm actually doing great now. Like I said, I have a very balanced lifestyle. I probably do things other people don't do as far as my body balance, my sleep Mm -hmm. balance, even my exercise, my nutrition, and for that matter, my spirituality. But I find it's about balance and having balance and, you know, living a healthy life, the healthiest life that I can live. But I feel great. I really do. You look great. I'm back in shape again. I'm doing ballroom dancing again. But in the beginning, I couldn't walk after the surgery. Now I'm competing at the highest level of ballroom dancing. Right now we're not competing really because of COVID. But um, no, I mean, I have my balance. I can do triple spins. It's very exciting to have my life back. Really? Yes. So, all right. So right there, that tells me that, number one, you are a true inspiration because you didn't believe what that clinic told you. I couldn't believe it. I felt there's got to be another way. Right. Not to interrupt you, I do want to tell you, if you like like to watch a dance, okay, I have an inspirational dance that my professional teacher choreographed, and it's on my website that I actually won an award at a dance competition for encouraging and inspiring other people. So it's awesome. I, but that was a shock. I didn't know I was getting an award, but yeah, this was in new Orleans at a big competition called millennium two years ago. Really? Yes. Wow. See, And that's just it. I mean, if you had to say in your mind, no, I'm not going to listen to this clinic. I'm going to beat this. And you did. And then another obstacle came. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? That's what I mean. It seemed, you know, for a long time I didn't get it. But you know what? At this point, what I tell people, even if you don't like to read, some people said, ah, I don't like to read books. Go to my website at lindasplunkett.com. Click on the about and you'll see that dance video. That dance video will tell you what I went through in a short version. And it's very inspirational and encouraging. And I feel like I'm alive today to encourage and inspire, but also to educate people how to have healthier lives. And so I do feel I have a lot to give, but that's why I'm here. And that's why I went through everything. Had I not gone through that, I would not be able to help people the way I can today. And and this is the only book you've written so far, right? So far. Yes. Supernatural Rescue is the first book and the next book. I've written, I've done a lot of the writing for it. I have to put it together. Probably my next trip to Asheville, I'll be, you know, looking for someone to help me proofread and then either make the decision to, the first one I had a publisher, the second one I'm inclined to self-publish, but I'm going to need some help with it. So probably this coming year will be a year of putting together that second book, hopefully in the first part of the year. Oh, this is where I wish I had Kelly on. Kelly White uh, co-hosts with me sometimes, but she is a author, publisher, editor. I would love to talk to her just to get information, honestly. My shortcoming is that I'm not technical. And I mean, if you knew how many steps it took me to be able to get you on my computer, (laughs) but I'm very non-technical. And this stands in my way of, you know, I feel feel maybe being able to effectively self-publish the way I would like to. But, hey, I'm open to all the help I can get. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, to me, now you said you've done podcasts, so you've been guest on podcasts, but you don't do your own, right? No. Now, I do a blog post uh, once a month. Bruce puts it on my Supernatural Rescue Facebook page. Okay. So that's a regular post that I do every month. But, no, I'm not as yet doing that. It's possible in the future I may. I was going to say, I, I mean, I would because, I mean, the blog, doing the blog post is great. That's awesome because that just sends it out to more people. But doing a podcast, and when I say a podcast, I mean, just, you know, just audio because a lot of people get confused. They think if it's on YouTube, it's a podcast. Well, no, because it's just on YouTube. The podcast can go to Apple, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all them, and people can listen to you in their car. They can't watch you in your car. <laughs> I have another idea because I've done a number of recordings mm-hmm. that I'm trying to sell as a course online. Perhaps those could be put into podcasts, but on a yeah. multiplicity of different subjects of how to be healthy, your mind, your soul, and your spirit. And also coming from a psychology point of view, how to better communicate with other people. That's just an example. How right. to handle trauma and trials, you know. How to um, deal with your body when you're when you're ill, you know, when you're not doing well. Just general. Um, I've done at least, I'd say, ten of those that fit into a course. I haven't marketed the course as of yet, but right. I'm working on getting ready to market that course. But those audios could also be parts of podcasts, no doubt about it. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, without a doubt. Now. You said for some people that don't want to read the book, is the book available as an audio book? Um, it's available. I mean, you you can basically go um, and download it. It's I don't think it's on audio yet. Okay. But, you know, you, you can go online. You can download it. I have copies that when I speak, I carry those copies with me or people want a copy. I mail them a copy. Um, but um, I don't think it's on an audio book as of right now. Well, that just means everybody's got to read it then. Yeah, and it's an easy read. It's not a long book. People say, well, I started reading it. I couldn't put it down. And you mentioned you like Mm self-help. The last half of the book is about what I learned through this that I think is really important for people, especially going through pain and suffering. That they need to deal with certain issues maybe in a way they haven't had to deal with them. You know, that, you know, they can get tips and tools like I had an issue with God. I got angry with God. And that was a right. big deal for me because I'd never been angry with God. But I'll tell you, when I got angry with God, he sent me an angel. I don't know if I ever would have seen an angel had I not gotten really angry. So as a, as a therapist, my whole viewpoint has changed. Hey, get angry with God. He knows you're angry anyway. Yeah. Express your feelings to him and he'll answer you. I really firmly believe that. Yeah, so do I. Talking about God, too, I think what... Um and this is just my belief, but a lot of people are always praying to God and asking for something. I'm different. I like to pray to him and thank him for what he's given me. And I think he looks at that. So important. And I think if, if I don't have a chapter in this book, there'll definitely be a chapter in the next book though, having an attitude of gratitude because Mm -hmm. there's being a positive person, person not looking at your cup half empty looking at your cup half full right do i have that a lot of other people don't have you know for me being able to walk again yeah the dance being able to communicate 
I couldn't speak well. I couldn't walk. I couldn't think after the brain surgery. And then things I felt got worse after, you know, with the fibromyalgia. But, you know, we have, if you look back and you, you realize, especially my situation where I've come from and what I have. So when I say COVID is no big deal to me, it's really not because yeah. I have so much, you know what? And okay, I may have had brain surgery. I'm grateful. I don't seem to get viruses like other people. And I think that not all viruses are the same. We shouldn't all worry so much if we get a virus. I had a friend that she was in Ohio. She said she was tested positive. She said, Linda, it was a cold, nothing more than a cold. But people are so fearful. But hey, we've got to look at what we do have. Enjoy life. Go outside. You know, when everything was shut down, I was so grateful I could play golf. It just gave me so much joy to be outside in the sunshine and to go for walks. Yeah. I couldn't dance. Maybe I couldn't go to the movies. Maybe I couldn't even go to church. But, hey, there were things I could do that I was grateful for and thankful for that I still had my health and I felt good, you know. And then I had family. We were close. And I could talk to people over the phone or on the Internet. You know, there's still a lot of things you can do if you count your blessings, like you say. See, and that's what I did with this COVID. I look at all the positive things that have happened. And you can't, number one, you can't live in fear. No, it'll paralyze you. But I have never seen so many paralyzed people out there. And I feel for them, but I feel like saying, hey, you don't have to make this the center of your life. Enjoy what else you have and don't just on that and all the negativity in the world right now this too shall pass this isn't going to stay this is just a temporary thing you know we're not in a war isn't that a great thing you know we're not fighting a war right now my son went to afghanistan a couple years ago and i was really worried for him but there's no war going on we can be so grateful for that that's true that's what he's serving if you don't mind me asking um, he's in the army. Um, he's actually um, a reservist in the army, but he also is a private contractor um, for the army as well. So he okay. kind of works full time for the army. I'll tell him I said thank you for his service, and I will. I may have to get in contact with him because I'm going to be doing a new podcast, hopefully starting in November, where I'm talking to active military veterans and or their families and spouses, um, yeah. just to talk about their time in. Because well, I, I think it would help. I'm sure he would enjoy sharing. Now, the field that he's in, it's, it's he can't really say a lot about what he does. A lot of us can't, right. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm so proud of him because um, he just received, he just basically made the level of, um, I think it was staff, staff sergeant, is it? Yeah. And my father, who was a veteran of World War II, was staff sergeant. So I know oh, my wow. father's looking down from heaven and is so proud of him. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah, going back to your book here a minute, you know, you mentioned that it's a good read for everybody that has gone through this, what you're going through. But I think from what you're telling me too, from what I'm hearing, I think it's also a good read for those family members of people and friends of people that are going through this. I believe that because I'll tell you, Rich, when I got sick, some people just walked away from me and I was devastated. Oh, jeez! You know, I looked back and, you know, one or two of them, I said, you know, why? Why did this happen? And they said, well, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to yeah. say. 
Well, you don't walk away. That's when people need you more than anything else. The other, the other, the other type of person that would enjoy this book is someone who does like the supernatural. When I spoke the other weekend, you know, I told them there were stories about angels, but I didn't tell them what the stories were. And at the end, we had question and answers. And one of the people said, please tell me, tell me one of your stories. You know, I want to hear about your angel story. Well, I have angel stories, but my husband has angel stories that he saw around me that I never saw. So people that like supernatural would enjoy this book as well. What my husband tells me, he has seen angels around me. And one angel was like a normal human-sized angel. And I was speaking at my mother's funeral. And he said the angel was behind me with its wings out like it was holding me up. Oh, wow. The other angel he saw, and the reason he thinks my tumor came from China, I know this sounds bizarre, but in our neighborhood in Jacksonville, when I first got sick, there there was a two-story building across the street. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, I saw something out there, and it was a gigantic figure taller than that building. And my husband, he didn't know what it was, but he knew that it was a spiritual object. He believes that, too, was an angel. And that it had something to do with me coming back from China. But we never, you know, we never could put two and two together with that until maybe I got the brain surgery. You know, I mean, I had the brain tumor and I had to have the brain surgery. But, right. um, but you know, a lot of things are hypothetical. We don't know. You know, we don't know. We don't know anything. But I think there's more out there than what we can see. And, you know, God, you know, there's a scripture in Isaiah and it says God's ways, his higher ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We can't begin to understand what God, you know, what God really is or what's out there. Yeah. I think like to ant, to God, we're probably like an ant. You know, we're so small and he's so much higher. But I think there's a whole lot more out there than what we can see. I really I believe that. I definitely believe that. I want to encourage people, no matter how bad it is, don't give up and also give right. God a chance. If you haven't give God a chance and you feel you're hopeless or, you know, you don't know what to do, put your eyes on God. Give him a chance. Ask him, you know, attempt to have a relationship by asking him into your life. And and, you know, don't don't just shut him out because so many people, for whatever reasons, they've had this bad experience or that bad experience. God's ways are higher. But yeah. until you make an attempt to have a relationship with him, you, you can't begin to feel the hope. And all I can tell you is so much I've been through. If I did not have the strength of God, I would not have been able to get through it. And and like my my new verse is God's power is perfected in my weakness. When I'm weak, then I'm strong. And that's Second Corinthians 12, 9. But I have been through so much for so many years that I feel like I would not have been able to get through it if I didn't have my faith. Right. It was just too much. I was too overwhelmed and I didn't know how to deal with it except to say, God, just take this, strengthen me because I don't know how to do it any other way. You know, I was so small and if it wasn't for the greatness of God, I could not have gotten through it. So I just want to encourage people, if you haven't given God a chance in your life, consider giving him a chance. Yes, definitely. With that, And I think a lot of people out there need to do that. You know, tell everybody once again, where they can find your book. Okay. Um, I, I have a couple different places that you can go, but if you go to Linda S which is my website, you can, um, 
see my information on that page. Um, you can down obviously go online, download the book if you want to. Um, Supernatural Rescue um, is my Facebook page for the book. Um, go on ahead and you know reach out to me via those avenues if you'd like. Send me a personal message with your information if you can't if you want a physical copy. Also, if you would like me for me to come and speak to your group, I would be more than happy to speak about body, soul, or spirit, or a combination of those things. But um, I feel that's why I'm alive. So if yeah. I can help impact you or impact your group, please do reach out. I would love to hear from you. You know, and that's one good thing about another positive about the COVID. Now you can actually talk to groups that are far away virtually. That's true. That's so true. So. And while, while unfortunately, my face-to-face groups have been most of them postponed. I did one recently that they've opened back up and that, you know, people are getting over the fear of the COVID and still social distancing. Some people still wearing masks. You know, I feel like you need to do what's comfortable for you in this situation. Um, You know, the great thing is I have done probably more than ever, more podcasts, more, um, you know, internet type programs. And so that's been a huge blessing for me and hopefully for the people that are able to listen. I know I've been recording a lot more because I, I I was only doing it once a week in person and COVID hit. And then all of a sudden it seems like more people have more time. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so they're contacting me. It's like, okay. And then I had to take a little break and now here I am recording again. So Dr. Linda Plunkett, thank you. Thank you so much. You are definitely a true inspiration and please, anytime you want to come back on, Please let me know, uh, especially when you write the, the next book. I would love to talk to you about that. Thank you, Rich. And I believe, you know, when you go to the website, you, you see the information. I'm pretty sure um, if there's not, I need to have that added. There's a lengthy list of topics because of my years as a psychologist. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of topics. And now, you know, having to recover from all this, I have a lot more topics. But I'm more more than um happy to come back on your show. And I thank you so much for your time today. Oh, well, thank you again. The pleasure was all mine and um, I'll have links to your website and the books and everything or the book uh, down in the show notes. So that way everybody can get it as well. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. You too. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Wow. What an inspiration. I want to thank Dr. Linda Plunkett for coming on and you know, telling us her story is just amazing. And once you get a chance, uh, two things, go ahead and go to her website, lindasplunkett.com. And I'll also have a link in the show notes, you know, go ahead and browse through it and uh, make sure you like her Facebook page, but watch the video of her doing the ballroom dance. And this was two years ago, back in 2018, Uh, just amazing. And then of course, purchase her book. So, We'll have links for that as well, but just uh, amazing. And please get back to me too. Um, if you listen to this, I want you to let me know what you thought about it. Because like I said, this lady is definitely a true inspiration. Now it's that time I want to actually ask you to leave a review of the podcast. What I'm going to do on Thanksgiving Day, I am going to draw a winner. That winner will, at random, of course, and that winner will receive $50 in gift cards to Route 24 Alehouse. 
if you want some great food, chicken wings, burgers, oh my God, this is the place to go. So again, all you got to do is leave a review, whether on Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever platform you listen to it on. And if you can't leave a review on the platform you listen to it on, just go to podchaser.com, search for Harford County Living with Rich Bennett, and leave us a review there. And like I said, at random on Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to draw one winner, and that winner will get $50 in gift cards to Route 24 Ale House. Now, another thing I need you to do, and I've told you this before, I can keep this podcast going thanks to people making donations. And the way I do that is through a website called Buy Me A Coffee. So if you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living, you can buy me a coffee. Whether it's $3 or $5, you can buy me one coffee, you can buy me more than one. Uh, You could become a monthly donator or an annual donator. And if you donate annually, I think it's like $50 a year, I am going to send you something special. So again, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living and make a donation. And also, don't forget to leave a review. And if you're lucky, you'll be the winner of $50 in gift cards to Route 24 Ale House. So I am sitting here today. I have a young lady on that is a very talented photographer, Emily Adolph. And she's got something very special, especially if you run a nonprofit. Oh, she's got something special for you. But if you just need photography in general, you want to get a hold of her. So how are you doing, Emily? I'm doing good, Rich. Thank you for having me on today. Oh, my pleasure. Tell us what it is that you are, this special that you're running. Yeah. so Special for special people because you're special, right? (laughs) I love it. Yeah. So what I'm offering is free photography services to nonprofits here in Harford County. And Mm -hmm. um, initially I was running it from now until the end of June, but what I've decided to do is extend it out. Um, So now I'm offering it from now until um, the end of August. So until August 31st, that, that, you know, weekend Um, figured, you know, it's a, it's a busy time of year season for Mm -hmm. nonprofits having events in the summertime. Um, But yeah, really just want to support, help nonprofits capture, you know, moments and, and the, um, experiences of the events that they're hosting without having to, you know, worry about funding the photographer. Right. Um, so yeah, that's just a little bit about, you know, what I'm, I'm giving back to the community. Which is great because a lot of your nonprofits don't take photos of their events yeah. and they should be on their websites. I agree. You I know, agree. even for upcoming events, you know, it's nice if you had the photos from last year to, to ask, Hey, look, this is what we're doing. This is how good it is. Yeah. And also, but you also do other types of photography in case somebody wants to hire you, right? I do. Yeah, I do portraits, families, event, you know, other events, musicians, bands. Those are my my key focuses. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And how does somebody hire you? How do they get in touch with you? Yeah, they would just go to my website. So it's www.emilyadolf.com. So that's E M I L Y A D O L P H dot com. Well, first of all, thank you for doing that because that's awesome. Thank and you. especially now, for, a lot of your nonprofits are struggling yeah. because you're just like all of us, inflation's hitting them hard. Yep. You know, and you have, you know, some venues around that shut down. So some of them are struggling to find a place. And yep. here you are 
reaching out to help. And for those of you that don't know about Emily, this is Emily just loves to help people out. Yeah, I do. So help her out as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, hire her for your photography needs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Thanks, Rich.